Hi and welcome back to the Shining Light podcast. Today we are shining light on prayer. This is part two to conclude our two-part series on prayer and today we're focusing on prayer, who, when and how. Very aptly, I pray that as we go into this discussion, this episode, that we all gain a greater understanding of how to pray and I pray that the Lord hears our prayers and meets us at our point of need in Jesus' name. So let's get started. The Bible passage of today is again Matthew 7 7, and that says, Ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened to you. So, in this episode, as I've said, we're focusing on who we pray to, when we should pray, and how we should pray. So, first, first of all, who do we pray to? Um, I've tried to con- condense this as much as possible into just one sentence. Say, so we pray to God as seen in Matthew 6, 6, in the name slash authority of Jesus, as we see in John fourteen thirteen, and this is by the power slash inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And that can be seen through Ephesians six eighteen, as well as Romans eight twenty six. And Romans 8.26 in the New International Version says, In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And then in the New King James Version, which is the one I'm used to, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So again, that's we pray to God in the name slash authority of Jesus by the power and inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Um, the, One of our really early episodes was on the Trinity, I believe, or and um since then we've discussed the Trinity in quite some depth. And I don't know, I think we've had a full episode on the Trinity. If I'm wrong, please feel free to correct me. But I know that we've spoken about the Trinity in some depth, say God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. I think that would be in the episode, that's in the episode Who Jesus Is. But if you do know the episode um, number and which episode it was, please feel free to comment on our Instagram, for example, which is at the Shining Light Podcast. And just to make it clear for everyone who's not aware, but we have spoken about the Trinity here before. But just in case you don't know, the Trinity is the Godhead three in one in Christianity. So just how water can take three forms in the um shape in the form of liquid, solid and gas. God is three in one. That does not mean that Christians worship three gods. It means that there is one God, the almighty God, and he has expressed himself if you want to say in its three forms so that's god the father god the son which is jesus and god the holy spirit who is the comforter that leads us in what to do and where to go so if you're making a decision that's not very good the holy spirit will often say well i don't know how he speaks to you but to me it'll kind of be like a voice say in the back of my head being like "Mm, are you sure you want to do that or is that really what you need to be doing or just straight up don't do that so that's like a very brief and elementary explanation of the trinity 
but it's important because since we pray to God in the authority of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit we need to understand that we pray to the Father so God the Father as a result of the reconciliation we have received by belief in the Son so John three sixteen says for God so loved the world that whosoever believes for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life so when we believe in the Son, that's Jesus Christ, we are reconciled with God the Father because of the fall, of which it was the fall of humanity, which led to sin in the world, the fall of Adam and Eve, the first sin, the original sin, human beings and God have, were separated. But those who believe in Jesus can be reconciled with him. That's That's part of the gospel. The good news is that we can be reconciled with God and we can have eternal life if we believe in him. Yeah, believe in Jesus and if we live a life for God so we pray to the father and we're able to pray to the father as a result of the reconciliation that comes from belief in Jesus Christ the son and that reconciliation does lead to receiving the holy spirit and that can be seen in acts 238 which says in the new king james version that's acts 238 it says, then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So when it just um, shows that when we accept Jesus, we receive the Holy Spirit. That's just one Bible verse to show that. So again, we pray to God. Who do we pray to? We pray to God in the name slash authority of Jesus by the power slash inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So the question you may be wondering, I don't know, but you may be wondering, is when do we pray? According to 1 Thessalonians 5.17, we should always pray. We should pray without ceasing. We should pray always. And don't get it twisted and think prayer has to be some, like every single prayer session you do has to be some massive like crusade. And like if you don't have this gigantic crusade where... I don't know what kind of church you go to, but I'm Pentecostal. Not that denominations necessarily are a big deal, but it's just to um for the explanation. Don't think that, oh, if people aren't like falling down and waving their hands, that like, you're not praying. Like, no, don't get it twisted. A prayer can be just you in your bedroom sitting on your bed. It can be you kneeling down. It can be you standing up. Your eyes can be closed. Your eyes can be open. You could be praying or doing a cartwheel. I know that I'm not very flexible and I'm not very good at gymnastics. Not like really and certainly not anymore. So if I was just messing about with friends and I was doing a cartwheel or something, I would probably be praying saying, God, please don't let me get hurt. So you could literally pray like in pretty much any situation and you should pray without ceasing as the Bible says. That's not to say pray while you're sinning. Like if you're... T- <laughs> If you're like telling a lie, don't say, God, please let me get away with this lie. I don't know. Like, I don't know like, if you would do that, but I don't think it doesn't make sense to pray for a sin because God doesn't like sin. So how are you going to pray for a sin? You know, but do pray without ceasing. You can pray that God make me to not lie, for example. But it just shows that like the Bible just re- reiterates that we should pray without ceasing. And prayer like we can pray in certain situations where we feel anxious for example I know personally I haven't always been the most confident person I have felt very like I've never by the grace of God I've never been diagnosed 
with clinical anxiety by the grace of god i never will be in jesus name um but i know like anxiety is just a human like it's an emotion you don't have like some people do have clinical anxiety but then many people just feel the emotion of feeling anxious do you understand what i mean so there is a difference like there it comes in different severities and by the grace of god for me personally it's never been as severe that it's led to a clinical diagnosis i pray that if you are going through that situation i of of clinical anxiety or even just normal feelings or I say normal or just the non-clinical non-clinically diagnosed anxiety or just feeling anxious I pray that God gives you boldness and he gives you courage and he gives you strength and reminds you to be courageous and to give your leave your confidence in him and not in the world in Jesus name but even in those feelings of anxiety prayer is so important because prayer is greater than anxiety in philippians 4 6 to 7 the new international version it says do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to god and the peace of god which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in christ jesus so that just shows how we should pray when we're feeling anxious Trust me, I'm like openly I confess sometimes if I'm feeling really like fearful or anxious, my first thought is not prayer. But slowly and surely by the grace of God recently, especially when I've caught myself feeling or like when the Holy Spirit has revealed to me that I've been feeling that I'm feeling fearful or anxious, I will pray. And it could just be a short prayer of God. Give me boldness in Jesus name. Boldness as in courage, as in confidence or it could just be god remove fear from my heart like you know what's the best kind of prayer for you in that you know the words to say that best fit your situation but that's just an example for me but just remember to pray frequently make prayer a lifestyle habit and also pray pray against every spirit of like anxiety fear um depression poor mental health um poor physical health you can pray against these things you can pray for healing you can pray for emotional healing you can pray for physical healing you can pray for spiritual healing pray for um financial healing i don't know why i'm just talking about healing but like there's a million and one things you can pray about you can pray about your country's government for example you can pray about your family you can pray about your friends you can pray about your exams you can pray about a job interview you can pray about getting new clothes like literally one time i can't remember where I think, yeah, I went shopping and I was like, I didn't want to spend a whole lot of money because, you know, trying to save money and everything. So I prayed like, oh God, please lead me to, I can't remember the exact prayer, but it was something along the lines of, oh God, lead me to like good clothes to buy or something. Cause I'm trying to basically, little backstory, I'm trying to shrink, not shrink my wardrobe, but not like extensively grow my wardrobe. I'm just trying to use what I have rather than consistently just keep buying stuff because consumerism and all that jazz so I was like something along the lines of oh god lead me to like nice clothes to buy and then I found this really nice dress and I was like oh my days it's so nice and I found like a skirt I was looking for I found so many things and it was so nice and it was just like oh my days you can actually pray about that and god will actually answer you that's yeah I just think that's kind of cool that god even cares about like the little things like going shopping you know, like you walk into H and M, and it's like you pray that oh God lead me to nice clothes, and He actually does, and it's like 
wow, you can actually pray about just simple things like clothes. Not just, you don't just always have to pray for like massive things. Like even the little things, like God wake me up at this time and he'll actually answer you. And it's like, wow. I just think that's kind of cool. I don't know what you think, but for me, I think that's really cool. So the next question is, how should we pray? Well, you already know who we pray to in that we pray to God in the name slash authority of Jesus by the power slash inspiration of the Holy Spirit. But how do we pray? You can think of the Lord, like, first of all, there's no set formula for how to pray. But considering the Lord's Prayer, which is in Matthew 6, 9 to 13, which it follows the kind of pattern of praise, confession, asking and thanksgiving. So if we read the Lord's Prayer, or if you recite the Lord's Prayer, so our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. That was peak Sunday school learning that. Well, not peak, but like that was just clear Sunday school repetition right there. Anyway, but if you like slow that down or you read Matthew 6, 9 to 13, you can kind of see a pattern in how, well, not necessarily a pattern, but like a format for how to pray. So you praise God, you confess, and then you ask. I think it's what's something something that's super important when praying is you confess your sins before you actually ask so I've gotten into a routine like I was made like it was made clear to me a few years ago now about how you need to confess your sins before you ask for um something for God because a few quite a few episodes actually um if you remember this whole analogy of a sin slate so like human beings without Jesus have this sin slate and that sin slate is just massively dirty but then the blood of Jesus washes that slate clean so you know the bible verse that says um though come let us reason together though your sins be as red as scarlet they shall be white as snow though they be as crimson they shall be white as wool I get I think it's in Isaiah yeah, so Isaiah one eighteen, it says, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Though they are as red as crimson, they will become like wool. Well, I actually remembered some of that, which is very nice to know. But yeah, so if you imagine you're going to God and like throughout the day, maybe you've sinned in some way, shape or form. Maybe it was a conscious sin. Maybe it was an unconscious sin i.e. you like you accidentally took I say accidentally but like you took the name of the Lord in vain and then automatically like oh my days I did not just do that yes you did so then you confess you know like go before my recommendation and as following the Lord's prayer format confess those sins to God like before you start praying just say oh Lord I confess my sins of xyz to you even the sins I don't remember that's what I say because sometimes I may not remember that I, I don't know, told a lie or something, which sounds bad, but we're human here, so no judging, please. But if just like say, oh God, even the sins I don't remember, I confess them to you. I pray that you forgive me my sins in Jesus' name. Blood of Jesus, cleanse me of my sins in the mighty name of Jesus. And then recognise in your mind, put it in the front of your mind, not even back of your mind, that you are now forgiven. 
So confess those sins to God and remember there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So don't get it twisted and think you've confessed the sins but God still remember or God still holds them against you. His mercy is on you every morning. So confess those sins and then you ask. Like you praise God, you confess, you ask and then you give thanks to God. We shouldn't pray to seek attention. So Matthew 6 5 says, and when you pray, do not pardon me and when you pray do not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the streets street corners to be seen by others truly i tell you they have received their reward in full so when you pray don't pray to seek attention so when you pray don't feel that you have to use massive fancy words to try and like bribe god or something into answering you don't think that you have to have like a full-on theological vocabulary list to um, know that God is answering your prayers just pray simply like prayer as we said in the last episode is like a conversation with God so if you wouldn't like bust out Oxford dictionaries when you're speaking with your friends I don't know what kind of friends you have but I wouldn't do that with mine unless we were talking about something really like academic and even then, I wouldn't bring out a dictionary unless I didn't know the meaning of a word, but yeah. Or a thesaurus, even. Like, if you wouldn't do that with your friends, don't do that with God. Like, God knows you. God knows the true you. You may, I don't know, I'm not calling you out, I'm not saying you're fake, but you may try to put on a bit of a persona with, or put on a bit of, like, something, something when you're speaking with your friends so that, like, I don't know, like, maybe if you have, like, a few different sets of friends, like, friends from this place and friends from this place, you may um speak differently with them. But with God, God knows you. God literally created you. So you don't have to put on a show for him. You know, don't pray to, like... And if, especially, like, in a prayer group, don't think that you have to pray in this super fancy and eloquent way. Like, pray as... Pray as in prayer. Just pray simply. Just be chill with the... Like... Not be chill as in be complacent, but be chill in the sense of don't think that you have to be super fancy when you're praying. Another way we should pray, this is, I don't know if this is controversial, but I'll say it anyway. God help us. God give us an understanding and compassionate heart in Jesus' name. But but um, according to 1 Corinthians 11, 4-7, if I just read that for you now. It says, every man who prays or prophesies with his head uncovered, with his head covered, dishonors his head. But every woman who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered, dishonors her head. It is the same as having her head shaved. And then in verse 7, it says, a man ought not to cover his head, since he is the image and glory of God, but woman is the glory of man. So if you read the full um First Corinthians, eleven verses verses one to twelve, you will see that it says, and in the, that passage alone, you'll see that it teaches that women should cover their hair when they pray, and when they prophesy. I have researched this for so long, in my church and in my um church community growing up. It's all on the churches I've been to. It's always just been like pretty commonplace for women to cover their hair when in church um my mom has always done it as long as I remember I've been doing it for quite a few years now 
my family members church members a lot of them do it some do some don't but either way it's been like pretty commonplace even with that that men don't wear hats in church I think it's just a cultural thing of men not wearing hats indoors but particularly in church it's seen as quite disrespectful even outside of the biblical perspective of this passage it's seen quite disrespectful for men to wear hats inside or in a building specifically in a more formal setting such as church or a wedding or something but uh, with the ladies the sisters in christ covering their hair in prayer I, listen, I've, I've researched. If you have found out a reason specifically why, please, please, please feel free to share and comment and let me know because I'm curious. But from my understanding, it's to do with, it's just how it is. It's just to do with um how it's just been ordered. I don't know. It's just dishonourable to pray. According to the passage, it's dishonourable to pray without your head being covered so for me that means when I pray most of the time I wear a scarf if I'm in a situation where let's say I forgot my scarf or forgot my hat like my beret when I went to church I'll just pray without it because I think it would be worse to avoid praying than to pray without a scarf does that make sense yeah that's not to say that like if you pray without covering your hair God won't hear your prayers I don't know I don't know, like, I don't think he would, I don't know, I can't speak for God, his ways are not my ways, so I can't speak for God, but I'm personally, I'm making a more conscious effort when I'm praying, particularly when I'm at home, because sometimes when I'm at home, like, it's not always easy, like, if you pray on your feet, for example, you don't want to start drawing attention to yourself and be like, hold on, everyone, let me just dust off the scarf, let, let me just tie my scarf and then get ready to pray, like, as I said, I'm Pentecostal, so it might just be Pentecostal Christians take it a bit more um literally I don't know what like denomination you are I don't know what your thoughts are on covering your hair in prayer but that's just my um perspective and that's just what I've grown up knowing but yeah it's not because you don't want to be in a situation just going back to my point like you don't want to be in a situation where you're like eating out with friends and you're like let me hold on everyone let me just get my scarf because then that surely that would be drawing attention to you the fact that you're praying and you don't want to be like drawing attention or like making a big deal out of prayer because you don't want to be like hypocritical and be like everyone look at me I'm so holy because I'm praying but at the same time you don't want to um dishonor your head so I don't know um I feel there may be a way to go about that and I pray that God gives us wisdom as to how to do that but yeah it's ladies cover your hair when you pray also how we should pray very very significantly we should pray in faith james 1 6 teaches us that we should pray in faith we shouldn't have doubts when we pray something i've been learning recently i was reading i've been reading the gospels over the summer so far and um it's taught me the gospel of matthew and also mark it's taught me how you should actually believe in what you pray for so you know the um teaching of jesus when he says if you have faith as small as a mustard seed and he says to the mountain go into the sea it can actually do it it's just taught me how you should actually believe in what you pray for so yeah pray in faith pray pray in faith mark eleven twenty four 24 also teaches the same thing we should also pray with the armor of god ephesians 6 
10 to 18 says oh it's quite a long passage but um let me just put, read you the main verse which is verse or main verses so um ephesians 6 verse 11 says put on the whole armor of god that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil then verse 12 actually says for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places and then sorry verse 13 says therefore take up the whole armor of god that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand then it goes on to describe the armor of god um this kind of ties in with the not the idea but like the topic of spiritual warfare um if like i'm led to do an episode on spiritual warfare i may i sorry if i'm led to do an episode on spiritual warfare i will but um i don't that's kind of a it's not necessarily a different topic it ties in with this topic but i think it's quite a large topic that it needs to be done on its own and i also need to gain a lot more wisdom on the um like topic but pray when you pray like say at the start of the day what i do unless i forget which i did this morning is put on the armor of god just say before you pray i put on the whole armor of god now in jesus name like no um evil arrows will come near me as i pray in the mighty name of jesus what i what we're taught is um to say in like when we're about to pray specifically when we're about to um engage in i say engage when we're about to pray prayers that are much more serious um we say jesus or even just as you go about your day but particularly when we're about to pray prayers that are a bit more serious maybe in a prayer group um we say jesus stand between us and every evil arrow of every evil arrow of the enemy so that's kind of um tying in with the whole topic of spiritual warfare in that it's the it's the yeah it's the idea it's the belief that it's the knowledge that um as christians the devil does not like you because he is the devil so we're engaged in spiritual warfare that is to say a battle but it's not a physical battle it's a spiritual battle and the way to overcome it is by prayer mainly like by prayer by being in the word by being close to god those kinds of things but in regards to this by prayer so you pray against those attacks and this is why i say it will probably be an episode on its own so stay tuned i don't know if that will come soon but maybe i don't know pray with the armor of god because you can think of it it's literally like armor spiritual armor so before you pray it's protecting yourself from like backfiring from the prayers so not backfiring but like negative reactions from the prayer because i've seen it when like you pray a very serious prayer or you pray very serious prayers and then there are negative reactions so that can come in the form of having an argument let's say like the example i know is that someone has gone to church and they've engaged in um very serious prayers so they had a prayer meeting at church and then they got home and they suddenly got in a fight with their family and it's just like whoa how does that happen like there are countless examples of things like that happening and those can be seen as just negative reactions from the prayer because if you think about it like you just prayed against like let's say a really severe enemy and of course the enemy isn't going to be happy that you're praying against them so they try to like 
negatively impact your life as a result of these prayers and perhaps it's to scare the person away from these kinds of prayers um but we just pray against these um negative reactions and we say god stand between us and those evil arrows of the enemy in jesus name also remember that um prayer is most effective when you're in all right standing with god the Bible says that in John nine thirty one that God does not hear the prayer of the sinner. The English Standard Version, for example, it says, we know that God does not listen to sinners. And then this part B says, but if anyone is a worshipper of God and does his will, God listens to him. People say that like the only prayer of a sinner that God hears is the prayer of salvation. Now, I don't know. I personally don't think I can answer this question. But my advice will be, be in right standing with God if you want your prayers to be effective. That's that, That's all I can say about that, because I don't want to say something that's, I don't want to like lead people astray. So I don't want to say, like from the Bible, it says that God does not listen to sinners. I So I'm just going to leave it at that. For your prayers to be most effective, I strongly advise you to be in right standing with God. So that was that, concluding the two-part series on prayer, and that was prayer, who, when, and how. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. I am sorry that there wasn't an episode last week, but there's an episode now, so yay. Um, Thank you for listening. Thank you for people who... um, Thank you for people who are here. Like, thank you. Just thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for... um expressing how expressing your like love and your appreciation for the podcast it means a lot to me and I know I say thank you for being here every episode but I genuinely do mean it because starting this podcast and moving forward with it it's just evidence that like God is good um so yeah there's a lot to say but so that this episode doesn't become too massively long I'll say thank you for being here and thank God I thank God for you because you all mean so much. You really, truly do because it just shows again that God truly is good and that um, what I'm doing by his grace is really for his glory. I pray that God hears our prayers in Jesus name. Whatever we may be praying for, like personal prayer requests or prayer requests for other people, pray that God hears and answers our prayers in Jesus name. And may we all grow in more knowledge of him and how to pray effectively in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And I pray that no evil will come near us as a result of these prayers in Jesus' name. So thank you so, so, so much for being here. For people listening internationally, as you can probably tell from my accent, I live in the UK. So people are listening in places, countries like India, Canada, I think the US as well um just so many places I think that's just so cool um and Spain as well and I'm just like wow so thank you for being here thank god for um letting you find the podcast thank you thank you and thank you I love you all and remember god loves you all and also remember to keep shining your lights